0: Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. We're going to talk about friends. Now, friends are something that when you, when you look at or hear about friends, we, we assume many different things. The thing you need to understand is when it comes down to friends— and I'm talking about the inner circle group, that would be called, it's either your immediate family, it can be a brother, or a sister, or a daughter, it can be a husband, a wife, but you've got this inner circle, and then you have other people, minimal, maybe one, two, three, but it's very minimal, and I mean, even Aristotle wrote about it and said, it's very rare. It's very few people have that type of friend, that close, close inner circle friend. And that's interesting to me because you have these people that, you know, they look at life and they have this this viewpoint of life in in, in such an amazing way. And they look at that truth in the sense of it's important, but it's rare, And so what I don't want to do is I don't want us to all of a sudden say, well, I need to go get one because it doesn't work that way. You can't buy a best friend. Though most friends you have, that's what you're doing. They're your best friend because you have to buy them. You have to make sure you're buying gifts, paying for lunches, gas, driving, being their Uber, whatever. The point is, is when it comes to a biblical friend, um, they're far and few between. But what we're gonna do is, is, we're gonna look at this area of friends because uh, I believe it or not, it is one of the major reasons of people having downfalls in their life because they pick the wrong friends. And I, don't, I, you know, I know y'all know what I'm talking about. I've, I've been there, done that. Um, you know, I remember the days of uh, getting hooked up and hanging out with the wrong people and my life goes like this. And you get around the right people, your life goes like this. It's amazing, but it's not just me. It's everybody. Everybody has that type of, of journey in life. And you know it. You know when you get around those one, those one type of people, it messes you up. Or you start leaning in a way that you don't want to lean into. You, act, you, know, you start acting the fool, and you don't want to be a fool. But because that's your atmosphere, that's what you become. And there's a whole lot of people, especially in church, where, you know, they hang with people that, it, when it comes down to it, it's not what they want to be, but it is who they are, believe it or not. And that's the problem is, is we don't want to see ourselves that way, but friends define who you are. And these are the things we're going to look at. So Proverbs 22:25. 25, now listen to this, it says this, and it talks about friends all through the scripture, and this is amazing, do not make friends. Everybody saying make friends. Okay, so even in that concept, it's telling you that there's a, pl- a place of life where you make a friend. You make a friend. But it says here, do not make friends. So it's saying, uh, th- this is a, a, a negative. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one that is easily angered. So it's saying that you have to... Look at that person and how they operate their lives and determine is if that's something you want to bring into your life. Now, this is so important because the word make is the word karat, karat. And in the Hebrew, this is a very interesting term because it literally is this position of covenant. It See, this is when you know the, when you know the language, it brings so much more clarity in what's going on in life, according to scripture. It says what? Do not make friends. And then it it talks about certain types of friends. But it says, do not make or do not cut covenant, have a covenant. So when it's going into the friend picture, it's saying this becomes something very, very important in life very, very important in life. It's something needed and necessary. See, you can't, you can't go get a house and just say, hey, I'll pay you later. You have to write and sign a covenant. You can't go out and buy a car and go, yeah, I just want that one. I don't need side papers. Just give me that one. No, you have to sign a covenant, a contract. So in this position, it's saying when it comes to friends, there's a covenant, and the word friends here is rea, rea, and this is interesting because this is a, a close relation. It's almost like either your family member friendship or someone that becomes like family. Isn't that Interesting. And so this is saying, and what we're seeing here is, is that God's saying in his word that there's this process that happens that we need to understand when it comes to people that are connected to the definition of a friend. All right? Let me give you, and you know I love to do this, let me give you some studies that have been done with people that have close friends and they've, 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 psychologists and, and, and and people that are looking at human nature do these studies all the time. And it's interesting because we get to be able to see what takes place after they've done these studies. And there's the negatives and there's the benefits. But look at these studies with close, having a close friend. Now, again, that can, be, that can be in a marriage, a husband, a wife, you know, best friends. It can be brothers, sisters. It can be outside the family that they're closest family members. But it's having a close friend. These are the benefits. Increase self and belonging purpose. Boost happiness, reduces stress. Improves self-confidence and self-worth. Helps cope with traumas, illness, job loss, death, loved ones. It helps cope, helps you deal with those, those things that happen in your life in that manner. It encourages you to change or avoid unhealthy lifestyle habits. I, I know what this is. I've been around people that help me not do the bad thing because they were not bad it wasn't bad people saying, don't do the bad thing. It was good people saying, don't do the bad thing, all right? And that's what you need. You need that type of friend in your life because we're gonna do bad if we don't have them, right? That's a nature, okay? So um, it also reduces the risk of, of sickness and disease, depression, high blood pressure. You live longer than those that don't have close relations, isn't that interesting? So health, wholeness, a, a, a strong mind—all tied to having this area of close inner circle friend. All right. Now, if you don't have that, don't be freaking out and think you're going to die next week. All right. I'm not going to live long. I don't have a friend. What you need to understand is—is is God, believe it or not want you to get hold of this, but we're gonna look at it in Scripture. And I guarantee you, I'm gonna help you greatly. And it's something we all need to hear. God established friendship. This is Exodus 33:11. Listen to this. And the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as one speaks to a close friend. God was communicating with Moses as his close inner circle friend. So that means the communication, the relationship was very different than just a normal person, wasn't it? I mean, this is God, this is God talking to Moses as it's his best friend. That's pretty powerful. So it shows us this, this is God doing it, how he's communicating. So what I'm doing is is, is I'm recognizing that's how God is, that's how we need to be, right? Then Jesus shows how to establish close relationships. This is is something where freaks a lot of people out when they hear this. I've had family members, you know, get mad not wanting to be in church because I've talked about this scripture And, and you'll hear. Ready? Then Jesus's mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him a crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Now, that's what you're gonna read. When, if you read the Bible, that's what you're gonna read. The picture is, is Jesus, and, and I'll show you, he has a circle of friends, that means a few around him, and then he has a crowd around him. His mom And brother and sisters, brothers and sisters, have come to where he's at. It's too crowded, they can't get in. It's mama, mama Mary, all right? Mama Mary and the other kids. They're standing outside. That's my boy Jesus. Yeah, I know he's the Lord and Savior, but he's my firstborn. All right, so think about. I want you to think about this because what we do is, again, we read the scripture and we read it. And then we put our assumptions and we intertwine our religious concepts and everything. But I'm gonna tell you what the Greek language, the Greek language says this. They were standing outside and, and that's what Matthew and Luke talk about the same thing, is they're standing outside. It It's referencing something where, they're not happy not being able to get to Jesus right now. So as a parent would do, they're gonna throw parental right. Now Jesus is, you know, 30 years old here, 30, 31. You know, but moms, you know, moms are moms. They're gonna still look at you as little baby boy, right? So here we go. They're standing outside and they, This is what the scripture says. And they said, your mom, your family, wants to speak to you. And that's what you read. But the thing is, is this word literally is zeteo, which means to demand or make a requirement. So what are we seeing? We're seeing mama come on the scene and say, get him out here. I need to talk to him. Let him know that he needs to come out here. Oh, see, you don't see that, do you? We don't see that stuff, but that's what the language proves to us. So here she is, and, and, and his brothers and sisters, they're coming out. They want, they want a royal treatment. Hey, we're family members. Let us in. We don't want to sit on the front row. But they can't get in. So in the Greek language, he says, you go tell him we want to talk. That's pretty That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Okay. Jesus has one or two things to do. He, he submits to them, and then all of a sudden affects him in his life completely. Or he speaks in a way to instruct in what has been spoken in front of everybody. They didn't come and go, Jesus. To talk to you, Jesus. They wanna talk to you. Now, Jesus, your mom and brothers, your family, demand you to get out there and talk to them. Everybody heard it. Here's Jesus, you ready? Who are my mother and my brothers? Can you imagine that? Everybody's like, that's oh, Mary. Ready? Who are my mother and brothers? He asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle, his, his inner circle. and Look at this. And he said, here are my mother and my brothers. Whoa. Mama and his family are standing outside because the crowd's big. They can't get in. He then says, this is my mother and brothers. Now, we all know because of his instruction and teaching that he's not ripping family He's not establishing that family is unimportant, we should care less. That's not at all what he's doing because the rest of scriptures show us that's not a fact. But what it does, it reveals something. He says, Here are my mothers and brothers. Then he says, Whoever, everybody say whoever. He says, Whoever does God's will is my brother, sister, and mother. So he just out and out defined. What is required for a close relationship in my inner circle? That's all he's saying. What is required of it? They're not following him. They're not, they're not disciples. They're, they're in the outer parts. They're, they're not at that place right now. But he is letting everyone know when it comes to priority. So he's saying, I'm going to set order of priority in relationship. Most Christians don't get this. They they, they blow off everything in order because of feeling, emotion. Jesus sets people straight, and people don't like it. And I'm talking about people in church. We don't like to hear this stuff. We want to say, no, family's first. Family above everybody. Now, Jesus, be quiet. Now, no one's saying that, but yes, you are in every one of your actions. But again, we don't like that. We want want watered down. We We don't want to hear things that will bless and benefit our lives. Like I said, Jesus isn't cheapening family. He's not saying disregard them. He's establishing something that needs to be established. His family said, Family first, now. Jesus said, no, sorry, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. But he did say something very interesting. He said, whoever puts God's will priority. Interesting, huh? And that's the picture we have. So what I want to do is, is I want to look at seven truths about inner circle friendship, okay? Seven truths about inner circle friendship. You guys all with me? Are you loving this? How about you? Online, you watching this? It's good stuff. Here we go. Number one, show me your friends and I will reveal you. Show me your friends, and I will reveal you. And I'm not talking about just, hey, there's your friends. Okay, I can reveal you. Let me hang out with them and and talk to them for for an hour or two. Let let me just find out who they are, what they're about, you know, and and get to communicate with them, and I can reveal you 100%. 100%. And people don't want to hear that, but it's a fact. Why? Because it's a scriptural principle. So what we have to do is we have to recognize that the Bible is going to give us revelation and it's going to line up to principles that we can grow and learn by. But that is a that is a, a major one right there. Proverbs twelve twenty six says this. The righteous should choose his friends carefully. Now, we're the righteous, are we not? We, we, we've received Jesus, we're the righteousness of God in Christ, and it says the righteous should choose their friends carefully. For watch this, for the way of the wicked, and that's, that's even tied to people that are wrong or bad connections, leads them astray. For the way of the wicked. It didn't say the wicked, right? It said the way of the wicked. The what? The way. So what am I saying? I'm saying the lifestyle and actions of bad, wicked friends will lead you astray. In other words, it's going to reveal you because you will be like them. And you are like them. If they're your inner group, you, I, I, I've seen people try to convince me that they're not like certain people, that they hang around all the time, but they are, 100%, because that's what human nature is. We hang with those that are connected. And I'm talking about close, that are connected with what we're close to or want in life. You don't have a friend hang with a friend that's... Uh, uh, that's opposite of you in, in life, opposite in you in what you enjoy in life, opposite in you and what your music likes are, opposite in you in political beliefs, uh, that's not gonna be your close friend. That's not gonna be your best friend. It will not be your best friend. I guarantee it. Because every time you get together, you ain't even gonna have nothing in common. No connection whatsoever. So the, 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 that close friend, I'm talking about the close friend, the inner circle. They're going to have, the, they're going to be like a twin because it's the way you love life and they love life that way. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have an outer circle friend that, you know, has different opinions of whatever. You can have connections in that way, but they're not close, close friends and they're not going to act like that type of friend either. So that's the first thing that we need to understand. Show me your friends and, you, and it'll reveal you. Number two, show me your three closest friends and I'll show you your future. In other words, give me some time with them and I, I, I'll show you the direction of your life. Listen, I've been doing this a long time <laughs> and I've seen it over and over and over and, and it, it's, it's human nature 1 Corinthians 15 do not be deceived. You know what? Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins, it corrupts good morals. It, it's not, it kind of can, it might. No. It is, and the word corrupt is used in our terminology with rust. If you get rust on metal, you can have a tiny bit of rust, but ultimately the rust keeps corrupting the metal, corrupting metal, corrupting metal. So the metal can be strong, but ultimately it becomes weaker and weaker and weaker until it just breaks off, it cracks. I've seen, I remember having vehicles where someone painted over the, the metal of the vehicle, and it was so rusted, but you didn't see it because paint was over it, that you push it in, the whole thing could just crumble off. But it sure had nice paint. So it says, do not be deceived. What does that mean? We can be deceived if we don't pay attention to this stuff. Number three, inner, three, the inner, inner circle friends gives you motivation for your destination with God in life. An inner circle friend will give you motivation for your destination. So then you now know that when it comes to inner circle friends, they have the motivation to help you do what's right in life. Help you do what's right in life. I look at this and I think, you know, the story of Israel coming out of um, Egypt, getting ready to go into the promised land. They send in 10 spies to spy out all the land that God says, I have already given it to you. They come back, and Joshua and Caleb says, let's do this. Look how awesome this thing is. This is ours. It belongs to us, and it's filled with awesomeness. And so they're pumped up, and the the eight out of the 10 said, no way, we can't do it. No way, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. And so those eight robbed all of Israel from going into the covenant. Because everybody followed their advice instead of Caleb and Joshua. I look at it this way. You're gonna follow those that are going to bow to the giant or you're gonna follow those that run to the grape? And if you know the story, you know what I'm talking about. Because they brought back grapes that were so massive, it took two of them to carry them. That's how prosperous the land was. That God gave them, they just had to go and take it. To get the enemy off it, it's yours. And so you get good friends around you, they're gonna be great people. Amen. Not great, great people. <laughs> Number four, right voices, right choices, wrong voices, wrong choices. Isn't this true? Who's speaking to your life? You get you get people around you that are not communicating in a successful way. It's going to produce non-successful choices. There's a story of, you know, you, who was the richest, most wisest person in the Bible? Solomon. Look how everybody got it. Solomon, right? Solomon was the richest, wisest man on planet earth. Um, he was all that. And there, there's just an amazing person when you read about his life. He had a son named Rehoboam. Rehoboam is going to be the heir of his throne. So when Solomon passes, Rehoboam would now be in charge. So Solomon literally had the kingdom that there was no kingdom greater. They owned just everywhere. No one was bigger or stronger or more powerful than Israel at that time. Rehoboam comes on the scene and in the latter years, there were so much things going on in Israel that a lot of people were getting tired of their success. In other words, that with success comes a lot of work. And in that work, they were building and building and building, and Israel's doing a lot of work, and they're like going, man, we can't live this way anymore. It's too much work. And Rehoboam comes on the scene, and he goes to Solomon's counselors, his dad's faithful counselors, and he asks them, what should I say to the people? I'm, I'm now king. What should I say to them? And they said, listen, loosen things up a bit. Don't, don't be so strong on them. Don't be so tight to where they don't have ability to experience their freedom and their success. Be that type of king. Love your people. And he says, okay. He, took the, he listened to them. Then he goes to his buddies, his inner circle. So he gets around his group. His group are like him, spoiled, you know, we got everything. And, you know, they just, they, they totally think life revolves around them. So Rehoboam says, what do you guys think? And they said, oh, this is simple. Tell the people they better shut up and double up on them. Say, you know, my dad did it this way. Now I'm going to be doing it double hard. And I'm going to be this way. And you better listen to me straighten up or I'm going to do some worse to you. And, I mean, he just throws down. This is the information they're giving him. He goes up. He says, forget the good stuff. I'm coming down hard. Why? Wrong choices. Wrong voices. Right? He didn't listen to the right voice and didn't make the right choice. You know what that did? That is the day that Israel was then divided. And if you know the history from that point on, you have Israel and then you have Judah. Israel and Judah. Israel, eight tribes, Judah, two tribes. And that was a split. That was a split of them from that point on. They even went to war a couple times against each other. Can you imagine that? But this is what happened, because he listened to wrong counsel. Anybody listening to me? All right. So we need to follow right choices. Number five, inner circle friends give you effective, constructive criticism that boosts your personal growth. Listen, a close inner circle friend is not a yes person. They're not just going to sit there and bow to everything you want and everything you say. They know you better than you know you. So they're going to be able to say, "Man, it ain't the right thing to do. Get That's wrong. Don't act that way. You acting a fool." And so they're going to be straight up with you. Why? Because they love you. They care for you. They're going to talk it. They're going to talk to you straight. And and this is something that a lot of people are very uncomfortable with because they don't understand the power of an inner circle friend. This is a key. Proverbs 27, 6. Wounds. Everybody say wounds. I mean, this is something you don't want to hear. My friend's going to wound me? I don't know if I want them as a friend. But I guarantee you, you know, it's not about want. You need them in your life. And it says, wounds from a friend can be trusted. They can be what? Trusted. It's something that you might emotionally get upset with, but it's trustworthy. Then watch this. The next step is this. And they're better than kisses from an enemy. They're better than what? Kisses from an enemy. What's interesting is this. The, the, whole, the whole play on this, this, this scripture, he's saying, this one's wounding, but it's beneficial, helpful, and it's trustworthy. This one's lovey-dovey on you, kissy-kissy on you, but it's going to kill you. Most people go for the kisses and always get hurt. We are, I know what I'm talking about, right? Y'all, y'all are sitting there real quiet, like, what are you, read my life? Don't turn to that person sitting next to you. That might be the one's kissing on you. Moving right along. All right, it says, wounds from a friend can be trusted and are better than kisses from an enemy. Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron. So one's friend sharpens each other. Iron sharpens iron. Listen, when it comes down to close friendship, the reason why it's so beneficial is because of that rubbing against each other. We we think friendship should be all smooth. There should be nothing affecting this relationship. It just should be smooth. But God says, that's not how it works. Why? Because we are a constant need of work. And so is our friend. You're not, we're not perfect. We're not people that have arrived. We're all that. You're never at that position. Never, ever. On this earth, never. And we need one another to be sharpened. So we're gonna need that rubbing against each other. And that's the type of friend you need. Iron sharpens iron. Number six, inner circle friends operate in agape love. And it's that way no matter what. They're gonna love you no matter what's going on. Thick and thin. Rich or poor. Agape love and they're gonna love you no matter what. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves sometimes. No. A friend loves at all times. A friend what? Loves at all times. And a brother or a sister is born to help in a time of trouble and need. So a brother and sisters, I mean, you know, you'd be doing some iron sharpening iron all the time. We already know that. That's what happens. But... That relationship should be a tight relationship, and it's something that no other person can have that in common than a brother or sister. So it's important to always understand that that you're not the same person, but that that relationship is 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 a very important one according to scripture. And really, when it comes down to it, when that relationship is right, there you know, I I believe no one closer than Jesus can um, be that close, all right? Number seven, this uh, seventh one out of seven, right? Only one can meet your every requirement for your life. Only one can meet every need, every requirement you have for life, and that's Jesus. So, When I started this, I said, you know what? You might not have that best friend, but I can tell you right now that Jesus can fill that gap, but not only fill it, but take you to a place that no person, no human can do. And I know this. I mean, I've had best friends But when I received Jesus, when I started walking this way, I didn't have a best friend anymore. I didn't have a close friend anymore. It's amazing what takes place when that type of change happens in your life. But anyway, Proverbs 18, 24 says this, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. So you can't have a close friend if you're not in that position, they're qualified to be a close friend. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, listen, you can't just say, it can't just be one way. They, they might be your best friend, but you're their best friend. What was that? I, I heard a statement. Um, plants are beautiful but they need major cultivation to grow and friends are beautiful but it's mandatory cultivations required for there to be growth and so to have friends you must show yourself friendly but there is a friend and this is where he goes with it closer than a brother. Remember what I said? That brother-sister, that connection right there should be tight, tight. And and that that is probably the closest in relationship in the natural. But then he says, but there is one that's closer than that. So you might be on the outskirts right now going, well, I need a friend. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we? Alright, so you... you you, you wanting the friend, but you, you feel like, okay, why why don't I? And you start checking off, well, I'm this way, and no one likes me. And no, and you do everything the enemy wants you to do to keep you friendless. Well, you, you need to go here. Go to Jesus. And he's like going, man, I'm the only friend you can have that will help you in every area of your life. Because your best friend can't. They can be beneficial, but they can't help you in every area of life. You're still going to come to trouble and problems and so on and so forth. Jesus can handle that. Guess what I did? He became my best friend. I told you, and I've said this over and over in our church I didn't have a clue about Bible stuff, I didn't have a clue about church protocol. But I did believe and I did feel and experience that Jesus was with me. I can't can't define what that is at that moment of time. I just knew. And I had the tenacity to talk with him. I wasn't trained, I wasn't taught. I didn't even know if I'm doing right or wrong. I just knew this was what I needed to do. And so I talked with him and I hung out with him and I was just, I I was crazy for him. Now again, I had a different opinion of God because that father part I didn't have in my life. But Jesus, whoo, that was, he was best friend material. And so it filled that gap where I was missing from where my buddy's at. And so in my transition of this new life, Jesus filled that gap. I'm telling you, he filled that gap. And he can fill your gap. Even if you have close friends, but they're not really what the Bible's showing us as what you really need in your life, Jesus can, and he can help you mature and grow and get you a place to where you become that elite best friend type. But also on your journey, you're either going to help that person become one as well, or they're going to go to the wayside, which that's like people majority of everyone in life doesn't have a best friend through elementary all the way through life. That's so rare. It's not normal. That's something you see in Hallmark movies, and you know those aren't true at all, right? They ain't true at all. That's why they're the same. Every movie's is the exact same thing because, you know, how can, you can't do anything different. It's got the same thing. The point is, is with Jesus, though, he helps. He helps fill the gap in every area every area of life, but he wants us to experience it. And this is why he says this, John 15, four. You are my friends. He says this, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. That's amazing. He's saying now, let me share with you how we can be friends and he's not talking about outward, he's talking about inner circle. He says, we can't, if you can't follow what I believe. Do you guys hear him? Then why do most people get connected with people that are opposite or don't even have the same desire of destiny and they're still hanging with them? That's the problem when you need to understand you can't have a successful life connected with people in that manner. You just won't. And you can blow me off. I mean, I've seen this over and over and over, and people, of course, they know better, and they continue down that path. 100% of the time, it ends bad. Why? Because the Bible's true. I just, I just determined that I'm gonna believe this, period. Period. And ultimately, I make these statements, they're factual, not because I've got this deep insight and have this prophetic view. No, it's because I know what scripture teaches and it doesn't lie. And I've seen it over and over and over and over. I watch people blow it off because emotions. And I'm telling you, until you allow this word of God to become The priority. Seek first kingdom principles. He says, and everything else will be multiplied to you in life. And that's what we got to do. What does Jesus say? What does the word say about being that type of person? About being someone that I can help in life or be a blessing, a benefit, someone that doesn't corrupt in a negative but builds in a positive? How can I be that person? And what we do is we start doing that because. I know there are people out there that are wanting that type of friend as well. And I believe with all my heart for 2024, the year of relationship building in the sense of, in this what I'm talking about friends, that people are going to come here with that same heart, same attitude, same mind that people are going to be able to connect with and build inner circle friendships that are going to impact not only here, but the world, because there needs to be a picture of successful friendships. And so I hope you guys receive something tonight. I know I did, and I know God is good and he's expecting good things for each and every one of us. All right. So let's do this before we end. If you are in that position of I really would like that type of friendship in my life. And I'm not talking about you you have friends or friendship in family or home, you have friends around church, but I'm talking about that best friend, not eliminating because what Jesus showed us is an inner circle. What I see is is there's this there's this one, two, three connection that you can have in your life and I believe that's what God's saying that if you can believe for it and we can stand in agreement that going into this new year that's going to be something that is going to be a priority that I believe that Jesus can connect with because scripture shows the benefits of friendship and you know what I believe some of you are so awesome that those people need you to be their best friend because they're lacking because they don't have people like you. So let's do this. Let's believe this. You out there online, if you're in that position too, let's come in agreement together. Father, I agree in the name of Jesus that this has been shown to us in Scripture, the importance of a biblical friendship, this close relationship that I believe is so important because your word reveals it to us. We have you and we can connect with you in that area as well, but it requires us to show ourselves friendly to you. It requires us to get connected in to your words that say, these are, my, these are my family members, they do the will of the Father. These are my friends, they obey what I say. So God, we ask for wisdom to help us be able to do those things, to be connected tightly with you in friendship. Friendship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Second, we thank you that your word shows us that friends out there, people that we might have as friends right now or close friends right now, we agree that these things will become either stronger or that it'll be separated because it's not operating according to Scripture. Either way, we want the best for our lives and for others. So we're believing for the best friends to be able to come and be a part of this family. That 2024 will bring in these people that can connect with us and that there will be a strong, strong move of building and benefiting one another in the love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, Father, we thank you for that. That's our expectation. That's what we believe. That's what we expect. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Amen.